The mystery and the miracle of the birth of Christ was the fulfillment of the promise that God would be with his people. The very name Emmanuel means God with us, and Jesus Christ is our Emmanuel. In this study, Scott Pauley reminds us of our ever-present Savior, God with us. One of the great dangers to truth is that you can give mental assent to it, so you can acknowledge it, you can, you can say, yes, I believe that, but yet not let it affect your life like it ought to affect your life. It has to be internalized and personalized. Uh, it has to become your own. And so it's one thing to say, oh, yes, yes, I believe God came. Yes, I believe God is with us. Yes, I believe God is with me. But how is that truth affecting your life? How have you responded to that? We return today to Luke chapter 1 because Mary gives, I think, the great illustration for us all. We learned yesterday that she responded in faith. Isn't that where every good thing starts? You have to begin with simple faith in God. Believing the Lord, trusting the Lord, depending on the Lord, submitting to the Lord, that's faith. Then we go a step further, and today we learn in Mary's own words, to respond in worship. Let's let her speak for herself, because in Luke chapter number 1, uh, we have Mary's great song of praise. Let me read just a little bit. And Mary said, verse 46, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. I love the, the divine order and the progression of truth here. We move from faith to her humble submission to worship. Remember, this is what God always wanted. The Father seeketh such to worship him. God has always desired, and might I say, has always deserved true worship. Uh, the right response to God always leads to worship. It, it gets us out of ourselves it gets our eyes off of men and entirely on the Lord. And so what does this worship look like? Well, let's just walk through her prayer, her praise today. Use it as a template, would you? Uh, let it be a guide for your conversation with God today. Respond as Mary has responded to, to the coming of Christ and to the goodness of God in being near you. Notice, first of all, in verse 46, uh, the goal of worship. What's the goal of worship? She said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. It's not about me, it's about him. True worship isn't to make us feel better, uh, to get a warm, fuzzy feeling. No, worship is the Lord be praised, the Lord be pleased, God get glory. Uh, would you make it your prayer today that the Lord himself would be glorified? Uh, would you pause even now and just say, thank you, Lord, for your goodness in my life? And then in verse number 47, notice the joy of her worship. She said, and my spirit hath rejoiced. There is true joy in worship. It's wonderful. God made it so what brings him the greatest glory brings us the greatest good. And notice also in that verse, 
she said, hath rejoiced in God my Savior. I'll just point this out to you before we move on. This is why we don't worship Mary, because Mary didn't worship Mary. Mary worshiped God. Mary was herself a sinner in need of a Savior, and she said it with her own words. God my Savior. I'll I'll remind you, there can be no true worship if you don't know him as your Savior. So it begins with knowing Christ. And so in verse 46, you have the goal of worship, God's glory. Verse 47, the joy of worship. Uh, Verse 48, notice the humility of worship. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. She said, I'm not worthy of this. I'm nothing. That's worship. We get low, he gets high. And then immediately in the next half of the verse, notice the blessings of worship. Verse 48, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. She said, I don't deserve this, but this is what grace has brought. Oh, so many blessings come with true worship because whatever brings you near God brings you to all of God's goodness. And then beginning in verse number 49 down to verse number 55, she really shows us the way to worship. Would you like to know how to worship? Because in her her prayer, look at verse 49. She concentrates on his might. She concentrates on his holiness. In verse 50, she concentrates on his mercy. In verse 51, she concentrates on his strength. In verse 52, uh, she concentrates on his judgment. In verse 53, she concentrates on his provision. In verse 54, she concentrates on the remembrance of his mercy. In verse 55, she concentrates on his promises. What's she doing? She's going back to the attributes of God. If you'd really like to know how to worship God, uh, people are looking for some means to worship. Let me tell you what to do. Just go back to who God is. Concentrate on God and his attributes. One practical suggestion in this, if you'll study her prayer, beginning in Luke 1, verse 46, down to verse number 55, you'll see that her prayer is full, and I mean full, of Scripture. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Friend, just get in the Word of God again. Read it not to get something for you, but rather to get to know Him. It's God's revelation of Himself. Uh, As you pray your way through, I received a wonderful note recently from a listener. And she said, I'm taking the Scriptures now, praying my way through those Scriptures, but not simply to get my needs met, but to concentrate on who God is in each of these Scriptures. And she said, it's been revolutionary. Could I encourage you to do that? Concentrate on God and it will naturally lead you to worship. Whatever exalts him and lifts him high and makes him big brings us to the end of ourself and to a place of true humility before God. I heard recently of a missionary who was going through a season of tremendous busyness and uh, lots of pressure, lots of stress, frankly. And this missionary said, I finally came to the place where I realized that my busyness was either going to crowd out God's presence or I was going to have to bring God into all that I was doing. Let that sink in. Either your busy schedule and life is going to crowd out the presence of God and the consciousness of the Lord's nearness, or you're going to have to learn how to bring the great God of heaven into everyday life and to everything you are dealing with. I want to challenge you to do exactly what Mary did. First, respond in faith. That's where it all begins. Have faith in God. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then move from that out of that faith into worship. Let your, your faith be expressed in your worship to God, and let worship permeate every area of your life. 
And if I might say this, let worship permeate every day, not just special days, not just days we consider to be sacred and holy. Every day is that for a child of God. Let every day be a day of worship in your life. I don't know what day it was that the angel came to Mary. I don't know what day it was uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ was, was born uh, there in Bethlehem. But I know this, all of those days uh, that were just ordinary days became days of great worship because God came. Friend, the most uh, ordinary day, the most mundane task, and the most difficult surroundings can be beautiful and glorious and wonderful when God is there. Emmanuel, God with us, should cause us to believe the Lord and worship the Lord. And I want to encourage you to do both of those today. During busy seasons of life, it is important to be consciously aware of God's presence. In all seasons and in all circumstances, God has promised you His presence. Emmanuel is not simply a name. It is a promise. Be sure to visit enjoyingthejourney.org and sign up to receive Scott's weekly newsletter, Helping Your Joy, delivered each Thursday to your inbox. Your joy will be helped with short devotionals, ministry updates, and Scott's upcoming itinerary. Simply click on the subscribe link in the top right-hand corner. From Scott and all of us here at Enjoying the Journey, thank you for allowing us to be an encouragement to you.